Welcome to Optional Extras, a Doctor Who podcast all about the action figures produced by Character Options. But this is a podcast with a difference. We don't review the figures or give opinions on them. We bring you the facts about them and how they came to be. I'm Kenny Smith. I'm a journalist, a podcaster, and most importantly of all, or perhaps more significantly or insignificantly, a Doctor Who fan. And joining me each episode is a man who knows all about the figures because, to put it simply, he's the man who commissions them and has them made. Let's say hello to Alistair Dewar. Hi, Kenny. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I suppose we should start by apologising to the listeners for the delay since episode one, given that you've been a little bit unwell of late. Uh, Yes, I got the dreaded COVID. Uh, I don't recommend it to anyone. All I can say is get yourself vaccinated if you haven't already been, because to kind of phrase it, kicked my butt. It wasn't fun. I'm still kind of at the tail end of it. And um, yes, especially after all my jokes about variants that I've been doing over the last God knows how many video releases, which were not necessarily about COVID. But yeah, uh, all I can say is don't get it. It's not noise. Absolutely. And if anybody's listening and they haven't been vaccinated, go away, get vaccinated, come back and pick up from here and listen from this point onwards. Right, we'll give you a wee second to do that. Off you go. And you're back. Right, well done. Double vaccinated listeners only for this podcast. Each episode, we take a look at some of the Doctor Who figures, which have been released in waves over the years. And we're going to mix and match slightly today by looking at the big finish related action figures that you have done, Al. Of course, the very first ones, let's turn back the clock more than a decade to when you released the figure of Colin Baker from real time. What inspired you to do that? Because I suppose you're always looking for interesting variants and this was quite a radical one at the time. Yes, this was back before even the current mantra of it's too expensive to make Colin. His coat is 20 billion spray-ops. <laughs> so it was, it was, gosh, is it over a decade? Yeah, what inspired, I just, I actually thought that story was terrific. I suppose the real reason that we ended up doing that was just, it was just such a fantastic story. I, I still go back and listen to that one occasionally now as well and if i'm right you'll correct me but it has evelyn in it as well evelyn Smythe, and um it was fantastic because it's kind of left hanging at the end uh about the implications of what may or may not happen to evelyn but it was it was great because although it was an audio it had the visuals and visuals were very striking you you had the fantastic kind of take on the cybermen which i really enjoyed but it had the doctor sixth doctor and you know we're not supposed to venture an opinion so i'll skirt around that one but suffice as to say it was the first time i'd seen a version of six's costume where it looked to me i i, I just really liked the look the, the look of him i, I thought it was um, and if, and of course what i didn't realize at the time was it it was a sort of very simplified version of another version of that costume that we kind of did later, which was all in hues of blue, but still had the patterning. But this one was basically a very sort of straight blue color. Yeah, I just liked it. It was good. I liked it left and, you know, that story, I still go back and listen to now. So I enjoyed it immensely. 
Uh, and actually, in terms of creating that, I think at the time, the only thing I remember was I was dealing with BBC Worldwide, who were, as usual, very, very helpful. And yes, Lee Sullivan did all those lovely illustrations. Did. Um, yeah, and it's, so it's fantastic. So I think that was who they ended up going for clearance on rather than it sort of being too heavy on the sort of big fringe side of things. But yes, Lee Sullivan, and he got a, a mention on the packaging, but uh, it's still a great figure. I've got one in my loft and I still like it. Yeah, and of course you did a second version of it in the 13 Doctors box set. Another version that we did later on, which had the distinctive patterning of each um, fabric section on the jacket but done in tones of blue and that's another jacket that I really really like the other one I would really like to do is one of the the, the one of him in his black jacket I think there's a, supposed to be a black flat black jacket I think it's uh, Jago and Lightfoot isn't it when he's Professor Claudius Dark yeah but it's good that would be fantastic to see but I imagine that getting all those different swatches of blues for the alternative version for this box set, that must have given you quite a bit of joy, just seeing the lovely detail in it. It did. Well, that was one of the appealing things of, of, about it was just the sort of, <laughs> again, I'm not really supposed to venture opinions on things. It's, 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 you know, but it's in the past. So, and I think people probably think I have something against the Six Doctors costume. I, I really don't. It's just a very expensive figure to make because of the amount of spray operations. But it just, in the blue version, it just worked. I mean, the, it was beautifully represented on the cover of the Big Finish audio. And that was our inspiration for then translating that into the figure. And the figure, of course, has a sort of simplified patterning. But because it's all subtle hues of essentially the same color palette it really worked beautifully and it just it, it, it was almost a piece of art in itself in a way that the standard six doctors coat where it's a little bit kind of whoa you know there's a few acid hues and and it's very bright obviously of course uh, so yeah I, I loved it i loved i loved it i thought it was it was i thought it was fantastic interpretation i would have loved to have seen colin in something like that on screen i, I just think it would be wonderful i think he said as such himself he's really liked it so who knows one day we might get some clever cgi stuff i mean i think there's some on youtube already where people have been able to do it but yeah that would be nice that'd be very nice so let's move on and skip forward to 2019 and we're going to the bnm big finish exclusive action figure sets which we touched on briefly when we talked about the eighth Doctor figure over on Pieces of Eighth, CBS One Episode Five, I suppose because you're such a big, big Finish fan, doing something with Big Finish Dalek variants is something that I know that we'd spoken about between ourselves and how much you wanted to do it, and this was the perfect chance. It was. Do you know? I, I, every time people mention, you know, just wonderful stories and great Doctor Who adventures. The big Finnish guys have such a talent pool. You know, they are they are fantastic. And they are the, they are the nicest, nicest people to deal with. So this idea, I think, when we originally touted it, it's probably yours in fairness. I think I think for ages you've been sort of saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? In the way that you do, you throw those little hand grenades into our conversation. <laughs> it's nice. 
So I would like, you know, it wasn't all my doing. I think you and I, you kind of planted the seed. I then came back to you and said, look, I've been thinking about this. And actually, I think there's, I think it all came from the fact that I think it was B&M themselves who'd come back and said, look, let's do some Doctor and Dalek sets like you did for TRU back in the day. And you know me, I just don't like repeating myself. I like to bring something new to the table. So I was kind of like, well, <laughs> yeah, but we've done those. And it was probably weirdly the eighth Doctor from the TRU range that we did. It was probably that eighth Doctor one with Dalek Alpha, which came from the comic books, that then really became the catalyst for when you'd kind of suggested it for me to then think about it. And then I came, I think I, I'm right in saying I came back to you and sort of said, look, I've been thinking about this and I, I think there's, you know, two or three sets that we could do yeah. based on big finish. Can you help me out? But I do remember phoning you and saying, I've yeah. got a problem. I can make this one work and this one work and I'm really struggling with this. And you went away and you obviously knowing it, in far more detail than me, came back and said, well, actually, this will work if you pull it from this story. I can't remember where I got hung up. I got hung up somewhere in the fact that I really wanted to do, I think it was the seventh Doctor one that we got stuck on, wasn't it? Because I mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to pull it from Gallifrey and the, and the Gallifrey sort of side of things. And I think you sort of said, well, you know, by implication, <laughs> this happens and this happens. So therefore, the seventh Doctor must have, been you know wherever and <laughs> but I think that's right I can't remember exactly but anyway I remember you got me out of jail and I sort of thought yes that works that's beginning to work I now have three sets and then you very kindly then introduced me to the big Finnish guys now Nick I'd actually already met Nick Briggs Nicholas Briggs Mr Briggs to me the boss to me <laughs> Sir, Mr. Briggs, Mr. Briggs, sir, who, you know, I can only wax lyrical enough about these guys. The most down-to-earth, lovely guy you can ever imagine, plus unbelievably creative. And I can only say it again, if you've never listened to Big Finish, if you you do nothing else in your life, (laughs) this is my only suggestion, if you do nothing else, Get a couple of big Finnish audios and go somewhere quiet and lie in your bed as you go into sleep at night and or before you go to sleep and put your headphones on and, and listen to the the audios that these guys produce because they are fantastic. So I think you arranged and I ended up meeting Nick and Jason, Hey Gallery, and this is terrible. I've forgotten the name of the other chap and he left recently. Chris, Chris Griffin, the marketing guru or marketing Chris gnu. Griffin. Chris Griffin, that was it. And it was a very posh meeting because it was at the, it was at the Ivy in London. <laughs> I felt distinctly out of place turning up for coffee at the, at the, at the Ivy, which was, which was lovely. And uh, I think it was Jay Rayner that was there having lunch with uh, somebody <laughs> Anyway, it was a very good conversation, but it was one of those conversations of kind of this where I sort of said, I think we presented some concept boards and I said, this is the idea. And the the way it worked out was I sort of said, (laughs) 
you always get into the nitty gritty of, of, you know, what's in it for us. And I'd always seen it as a cooperation. And I was very upfront. I said, look, it's a B&M promotion. We don't, we don't make very much margin on it, but it would be a great way to cross fertilize the ranges as in, you know, character options can carry some big finished stuff and we can really push the, the audios because they're fantastic. And on the flip side, I think we did a deal where they could sell, we could do them an exclusive bunch of product, not a huge amount. And in fairness, I don't think they wanted a huge amount, but they just said, you know, what can you do for us? And I said, well, I can do a couple of exclusive variants um, that you can get. And so in broad terms, it was agreed fairly quickly. And then it was an absolute absolute panic to try and then make it all happen. Because one of the things that you wanted to do originally was to do the time controller but because of the extra swirly bits on it, we're yes. able to do it. And that's where the Dalek interrogator prime came from because you had this wonderful paint job. And I spoke with Guy Adams, who'd written in the Garden of Death and from the Time War series. So we were able to get that and uh, marry him up, even though the doctor's wearing a, an outfit from earlier in his timeline. But uh, yeah, we got the designation, came from Guy Adams, and it all became official, even though it doesn't appear on the cover. But nobody's ever questioned yeah. it. Yeah, and and th- th- that was another bit of the get out of jail card was you know I think we both kind of went, oh man, it would be magic if we could do this, and then we both kind of went, well, it's B and M and we can't afford the tooling, and it's you know it's a moment in time and whatever, and, yeah. and yes, as you say, you you pulled away. That was it. You pulled the way for the for the doctor to have the time controller. Yes, that yeah. was it. So. It was in a case of getting the paint masters done. Yeah, because we both had a hankering for a TV movie version of the Seventh Doctor, which, yeah, it just that costume. It sort of just took the took the question marks out of it and just sort of made it that little bit more grown up. And yeah, there was something very special about it, and I think it looks fantastic. It felt a little bit more grown up. It, it was, you know, the the red jumper and the slightly darker colour and, and the, the lovely trousers. It gave us a fantastic opportunity to do a, an Eighth Doctor variant based on, uh, I think I'm right in saying, and again, I think you got me some pictures. You kind of, you did one of your little <laughs> blindsided me by sending me some pictures and going, oh, look at this lovely version of the Eighth Doctor's costume that Paul McCann's <laughs> just turned up in, in a, at, a, at a convention. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh my God, that's fantastic. And it was very sort of not his, and this was obviously, I think, before his time with the Doctor. No, no, it would have been after that. But it, 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 it came, it just looked very different. And I had a perfect costume in mind for it, which was obviously to be used as Ninth Doctor body. Um, and then there was the, the chance to use the War Doctor as well. Because I remember the, the Eighth Doctor the shoes were black originally, and that was one of those ones where I noticed almost at like virtually the last minute, oh no, his shoes are brown, because I could see it in those photos. <laughs> yes, it was one of the weird things was uh, in order to offer variants, because I, I think, as I say, the, the de- kind of deal with the big Finnish guys was I will get you something special and something different that we are not selling, albeit it won't be in massive quantities. Uh, and actually, I think that was one of the ones that they ended up getting was was the little subtle things like the shoes would change the yeah. a couple of colors got inverted mm-hmm. so it was good yeah so we had so we had a lot to work on 
we managed to work out how to make the figures work. Then we then we got the the Daleks together and how each of those was going to look. Yeah. Um, which were also nice because that was just color variants that had just never appeared yeah. on screen. Particularly, the, I love the one from the Gallifrey cover, which goes with yeah. the Seventh Doctor in TV movie outfit, which I was yeah. so glad to finally get. Yay, TV movie McCoy. Although no waistcoat is obviously, it's a, it's a slight originality in that there's no buttons painted on, but I'm sure there will be some collectors out yeah. there who have done that. Yes, it's a it's a it's an homage, um, and you're right. I mean, I I'm always, you know, people say that, yeah, why don't you just paint buttons on? And and if, if you're doing it yourself, you can do it. But you have to remember, if a factory is doing it, and there's some guy some guy on a production line just going splat 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 with, it's, <laughs> it's got it's not going to look like buttons. It's no. going to look like Dalmatian spots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so erring on the side of caution. But yeah, we got we got three fantastic variants of Doctors that had been released for, and three fantastic variants of Daleks. The one that I think didn't... <laughs> so actually, weirdly, the War Doctor was the one that caused the most controversy because we actually inverted, I think, his colour. So his basically his jacket is brown mm-hmm. with sort of, I think, had black or light wash wipe effects on it and then we then we made it a black jacket and did wash wipe <laughs> actually looked exactly the same nobody even noticed that that one was different yep. and then his waistcoat which if you see the prop or the costume waistcoat it looked green but it's red on screen or vice versa so so people are like oh you got that color of the waistcoat wrong it's like no we didn't get the color of the waistcoat wrong we got the color of the waistcoat right but it's <laughs> we sort of played around with that one and we made him a little bit younger, <laughs> gave him his hair just a little bit less grey. So that was quite good. And then, again, the, the big finish guys, because of the packaging, we wanted to do the packaging a little bit different. And um, we sort of said to them, could, could we have the layered artwork? And they very graciously gave us a whole bunch of images from the, that we used on the covers and some imagery to use inside the packs as well. And then on top of that, we had the BBC Worldwide guys working with us. And they were probably a little bit more weirded out is not the right situation. But I think they were slightly, I suppose for them, audio exists in the world of audio. It was a big step for Worldwide to take. And in fairness, they took that step with us and they were, and they were very happy. And I think they, they were equally as pleased with the sort of reaction to the figures in the end. So we did manage to do it. We managed to get the big Finnish guys, their exclusive sets. We produced our own sets. And they they sold sold out so fast that um, my boss basically said, do them again. And as you know, (laughs) I'm not a fan of doing things twice. Yep. So we tweaked a few things for round two Mm -hmm. just to keep it interesting. You know, which was great. And actually, the, it was unfortunate because the big Finnish guys who had been so involved, Nick and everyone who'd been so involved in the, in the first version of those and had, they'd been involved in the commercial release and all the online stuff and everything that happened on the, on the first set. For some reason, nobody got in touch with them to let them know that the second 
release was happening. So to my eternal shame, especially given that they'd been so blooming helpful, as, you know, just as they are prone to be, they kind of missed out. The fans and collectors seem to really enjoy it as well. Yeah, and the fact that there was a variant with Sylvester with his hat on in one wave and then hat off in the other. Yes. Yes, we did. That, I mean, that, that was one of the things we managed to do, a variant of his head, um, smiling and hatted, and, or, you know, hatted and non-hatted, which was good. All in all, it was a good experience, and um, it was quite complex in the sense of a lot of it was a lot of that whole creation of these sets was done on good faith. You know, everybody just bought into it, and it didn't get overly complex. It could have got, you know, from a litigious point of view in terms of, you know, deals and and whatever. But it it was done so well, and it worked so well in the sense of everybody just kind of got on and and sort of helped out and and got it over the line um and everybody kind of benefited from it which was great and my so, favorite part was writing the sleeve notes for the figures i loved that part and they were beautiful as well oh you're very kind no it was great i like i said i can't i can't sing you know Nick's a wonderful chap in fact i i, I dug it <laughs> this is not to say this is happening so People will get very excited. But I, I did chat to him the other, I say the other day, it was about two months ago, and he's probably wondering why I haven't spoken to him. Although I did send him some Daleks. But I did chat to him and say, remember that thing we did and everybody liked it? Could we maybe do one again? And um, I think they're up for it. So never say never is, is what I say. Um, As JNT used to say, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, I, I, I love working with big Finnish guys. I really do. I, I, that is an area that just keeps on giving. Also, they do Blake 7, which, <laughs> as, you, as you know, in my eyes, that means you can do no wrong. Basically, if you, <laughs> you can do anything you want within reason. And, but as long as, you, as long as it's got Blake 7 involved, they'll let you off. <laughs> Brilliant. Al, thank you again for your time. So next time, where do we fancy going on our next trip back? Do some myth busting about the the Dalek paradigm. With that rumour that ah. they only came about because character wanted new Daleks. It was absolute nonsense. Um, it was nothing to do with us, Governor. And interestingly, I read something the other day didn't read something at all. I actually went, because I'm a member of the Project Dalek website. These are the guys that build Daleks. And actually, somebody has done a version of the, actually created plans for it, which is fantastic. Again, it's another website. If you haven't done, you know, if you've got spare time, join up, go and see these guys. They do amazing stuff. But what somebody's done is actually taken the original concept drawings, are more close to the original concept sketches than to the ones that... It looks fantastic. It's still not my favourite Dalek. I'll be honest. It would have looked, it would have looked amazing. But yeah, we can do some, we can do some myth busting. Myth busting is a good one. I mean, maybe guys okay. can write in and 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 ask them about. Maybe there's some questions people have about things they've yep. heard that they want to either confirm or deny. That might yep. be a good. Yep. That might be a good good option. I think so. I think so. Anyone who's got a question can tweet me at finished zena. That's F I N. 
I-S-H-E-D and put Ask Al in the tweet. With a hashtag, of course. Perfect. Okay, so shall we round it up there? Yeah. And say, well, Al, thanks very much. And hopefully we will be back sooner yes, rather than later. Yes, I apologise to everyone gap between episodes. It was completely my fault. I'm still not 100. I'm not my usual <laughs> totally flippant <laughs> self. Please do go get vaccinated. It's, I mean, I was vaccinated and I still have a rough time with it. Uh, I wouldn't myself get yourself vaccinated. Uh, uh, yeah, and next time I'll, I'll try and be a little bit more... Um, Jovial, but yeah, keep the questions coming. I love talking about it, so it's great. Fantastic. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate it. Thank you, Al. We'll speak to you soon.